0: Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various aspects of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And I'm Daniel Smith. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> a thought for your thoughts. <laughs> a thought for your thoughts.
1: <laughs> hey, we are glad that you guys are with us this week. We are jumping into a topic that Rob had recently preached on about, um, why the Pope
0: is Peter. No, you may no,
1: I <laughs> preach on that.
0: Francis shouldn't be
1: the Pope, it should exactly, be Peter.
0: Exactly. No, 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 not that. We did a joint worship service with the local church in town and we touched on Matthew 16, 18. Spent a little bit of time on why there might be some debate between Peter being the Pope and why we don't think that he is. So enjoy.
1: here we are back in um elevate studios um Not elevate studios it is sponsored by the amazing coffee company Folgers <laughs> thank you Folgers craft coffee company for um this They're wonderful local six ounce cup of joe
0: mm-hmm. yep. get me
1: through the afternoon right here huh
0: yeah good 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 glad uh <gasps> glad to be of use I, um, Are you been, speaking
1: for Folgers, that is? Or uh, what do you mean I'm by I'm speaking that?
0: of our little co working space. Oh, um, elevator. But I have, yeah. Recording studios. No, it's not recording studios. Yeah. <laughs> Office suites. Office suites. Um, I have been drinking that coffee. Yeah. Because I don't have to use a cake cup. Um, it's not great.
1: Okay, so I was talking to a guy, Drew. Shout out to you, Drew, you for listening. A guy. He's a, he was a barista. You Dude, know he knows a guy. more about coffee than anyone else I know. I'm not saying that there aren't other people I know who know more than him, but I've never had nearly as in-depth coffee yeah. conversations. And he told me he two days told ago me. why Folgers is actually not that good. And I'm not gonna throw out probably the, the lingo because Candace and I we have a drip coffee maker and we've been using McDonald's McCafe. Oh yeah, that's good for a while. I'm and he, fine with that. And he said, "Here's why McDonald's coffee is good." He said most coffee companies mix the kinds of coffee. It's like. Aerobic and, and something else, they mix them, and that's what they like almost offset, but McDonald's just sticks with one, and so it's a better taste.
0: Fair enough. And I said,
1: okay, that's cool.
0: I agree. And Folgers mixes. And they mix, hence mm. not that good. I mean, it it almost tastes like instant coffee.
1: You know, I don't know if I've ever had instant coffee. You
0: haven't had instant coffee where you I just- I have
1: some in my house. I just never used
0: it. Yeah, it's not good. I've yeah, had I've it heard, like I've backpacking, heard, and, Yeah. I mean, it's- it's worth it just to carry some grounds and try to figure out a way to heat up some water. Get a
1: percolator. There you go.
0: That's right. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Folgers. Right. How's your day going?
1: It's another day in paradise. Is it? Well, no. That's actually <laughs> not like, sure. I, uh,
0: I don't think it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, someone reminded me the other day that this is a really good point, that like, not to be all serious right off the bat, but for those who reject christ and spend eternity in hell like this is their heaven this yeah. is their paradise it yeah. does not get any better and that's really sad and depre- depressing yeah like um thankfully this is not my paradise today uh good day worked some construction today mm. which is always um a tiring thing but you know you gotta do what you gotta do to put food on the tables um yeah man that's about all i got
0: okay fair enough what are we talking about today
1: Whoa, 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 Rob, whoa, How whoa, was whoa, your whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. day? Um, it's going well. Yeah, yeah. Tell it well, it's going Thomas. well. Yesterday was good. Okay, I didn't um, ask about yesterday. Yeah, you didn't. You know, dug on it. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're listening. Today, today is, is going nowhere. well.
1: Good. Uh, tonight's day is a little chilly. Mm. Which not tomorrow's gonna be nice. 70. Is it really? I think so. Yeah. Oh, dang! Yeah, Check that yeah. real I'm, quick. I'm looking it up right now as we speak. Live. had this capability in the studio here at Elevate Studios. <laughs> um. Yeah, in Mount Vernon, high of 70 and sunny. Let me check down here in the big city of Columbus, high of 70 and sunny. <laughs>
0: yeah, All right. It's almost as if they're both like in the same general area in the state. Fort Myers, which is just on the road as well, um, <laughs> <laughs> high of 80 and sunny. Oh, doggone, I'm actually surprised. They're warmer so, than we are.
1: Yes. Where my sister lives in Russia, 45 and not sunny. Okay. Which is pretty typical. That's what happens when
0: you choose to live in Russia. Uh, yep. There you go. Anywho, for. Rob, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the Pope. So
1: Rob has long... This has been a while for you. Rob's converting to Catholicism. <laughs> and we're going to break that down a little bit over the next several episodes. That and is not true. We're talking about why he shouldn't um, embrace those false doctrines.
0: Yeah. Well, you convinced me. Guess I won't.
1: Okay, good. That was... Well done. Well, thank you guys for listening to the show. If <laughs> you have some questions... <laughs>
0: Okay, so yes. um, a couple weeks ago, we, uh, our church did a, a joint worship service mm. with Providence <laughs> A church. joint
1: service. Ah.
0: There were no joints involved, so okay. if that's where you're going,
1: no, nope, nope, just want to throw that out there. Your words, I know your mind clarify. works. I just want to help clarify the <laughs> listeners, no. Okay.
0: Okay. We worship together yes. in the same location, their location. Really great. Mm. So um, you're on their turf. Yeah, we're on their turf. So you're the guest. It's physical turf. Um, you were
1: guests in their house. <laughs>
0: yes. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so does that make you
0: the, the the beta male as far as the, okay, the yeah, yeah definitely whatever you want to put in there.
1: <laughs> it was very okay.
0: very good. We had a great time. What was um, we covered Matthew sixteen eighteen. Okay. Uh, Pastor Brad and myself we both did a a dual preaching um, where. He preached um, a couple points. I did a couple points. He did the intro. I did the close, and worked out really smoothly. Had a great time. Now, um, as we were preparing for that, the portion of the sermon, one of the portions of the sermon that I had was talking about Peter Mm. and Matthew sixteen eighteen is Jesus saying, um, "And you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell or the gates of Hades will not prevail against it." Mm -hmm. Or the gates of Hades. As some would say, I did get a text message about that from the associate pastor, Nathan Golden. He's a cool cat. But anyways.
1: Does he like being called like a animal creature? Is that, is he cool with that? So I just have one question on the practicality of the the dual preaching thing. Yes, go ahead. Like, if he went out and just like first point, you know, just did really well, like you follow up, was there like this one upmanship happening? I hope not. Do you feel like I there's like, okay, I got to do a little bit better than he did on that point? You know, then you take the bench, then he takes the field, and he's like, okay, that's pretty good. Point
0: two. I, I hope there wasn't. I come back out. I just basically figured, you know what? He's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Mm. He's going to be better at it. And so I just kind of So there was owned an age that. difference. So it was like a
1: clear, like old dog, young dog. Young yeah, dog. I don't
0: know. I don't know how old Brad is. He's probably in his 40s. Dude, if he's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, no, He's like 32. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I would be very surprised if he was 32. He does have kids that are getting ready to go into college. So, that would be...
1: <laughs> All right, Brad.
0: Quite right. the promiscuous 11-year-old. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. So, we we covered that and and I had, I had a portion that was talking about Peter. Um, yes. And what it means for him to be the rock. And... Brought out a few problems with the Roman Catholic view, and just kind of elaborated. Hey, like this this portion of the passage is hotly contested. Mm. Uh, Roman Catholics would view the person of Peter as the rock in which the church is built on, and Protestants would view um, kind of the Peter slash the statement of Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know what, this would be good for us to cover in an episode. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Rick, do you have that passage? I'm I'm pulling that Matthew sixteen eighteen.
1: Um, I was looking around for a Bible, but I couldn't find one.
0: You can't find one? There's like within half a dozen reach. of them.
1: That's there's literally one. There's oh, two right new. there
0: within reach. Let me get that.
1: You know what? You want me to read it? Do you want to read it? Well, you never asked me to read. You just asked if I had. Uh, I mean, just figured you'd be ready to go. Oh my God. No, I'm not ready. Reach for it. By the way, the um, ESV Gospel Transformation Bible, always, always a gem. Phenomenal. Oh, it's a great resource, yeah. Thanks to G4G for giving... That's one of those books. Yep.
0: Yep. Are you going to T4G next time? By the way.
1: No, probably not. I have no idea.
0: Oh man. Okay. If we ever do conferences again, that is. I mean, I know mm-hmm. our society's well, kind of no, moved I mean, away from those as a whole now. The Gospel Coalition's the doing their thing. Aren't they? Happened. I've never uh, been to a hopefully. Gospel Coalition.
1: I haven't one. either. I, dude, I don't know. I like. I'm all for that stuff. I just don't know. With limited resources and stuff, with family now, kids. Yeah. If you're gonna take that time away, and yeah. spend that money. I yeah, seriously.
0: That's why we didn't do it last time.
1: Yeah. All right, so
0: what, what am I reading? Matthew sixteen eighteen,
1: And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against
0: it. And CSB says basically the same thing, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. So um, why Hades, why hell? Brad did a good job in that sermon. Um describing that essentially what Peter is saying there, or sorry, what, what Jesus is saying there is that death will not um, overpower um, the church. The church will continue to go forward, and um, even death, our final enemy, will not be able to overpower the church. So that's where you see the difference in, mm-hmm. in hell and, and Hades. I would actually... <clears throat> there, there are some instances with the, C, with the ESV where I prefer the ESV translation. Mm, absolutely. Um, here, I prefer the, the CSB. I think it more so gets it right. But anyways... So, Roman Catholics would view that. As opposed to other Catholics? as Just basically Catholics. um, Would view that and say, okay, Jesus is saying, you are Peter, and on this rock, I'll build my church. Now, the name Peter in Aramaic and in Greek sounds like the word rock. So, Peter's name is Petros, Mm -hmm. and the word for rock is Petra. So, I almost said this in the sermon, but I I didn't, because I didn't know if it was a good... um, a you're good illustration to the use. audience. Well, I just didn't know if it was a, a very good illustration because I was trying to point out the play on words that mm-hmm. Jesus was saying. Yeah. So he's essentially saying to Peter, "Like you are rock, like you're you are Peter, or sorry, you are rock, and on this rock I'll build yeah. my church." Yeah, yeah. And so I thought uh, maybe this would work, maybe not. I don't know, but I didn't say it. But here's what I was thinking about saying: is it'd be like going into maybe. a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and the barista's name is Philip, and you saying, "You are Philip," and I'm asking you to fill up. My coffee cup, like there's a play on words there. Yes. Right. Yeah. And clearly, because the barista's name would be Philip, like that's why you're using the word fill up. Yes. Because there's a play there. Connotation. Yeah. And so the question is, Roman Catholics would say that in Peter or that Jesus is saying that he's going to build his church on the rock. Yes. Claiming it to be Peter, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. Protestants would say there's a little bit of a word play there. He's using Peter after he makes this right confession. To say, hey, your name is Rock, yes, and you and these apostles are going to, and this confession that you just proclaimed is going to serve as the rock in yes. which I'm going to build my church.
1: And that confession is?
0: That, so we have to look at verse 13. So mm-hmm. looking at verses 13, this whole passage, verses 13 through 20, it starts off where Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And the disciples say, some say John... John the baptist others elijah still others jeremiah or one of the prophets then in verse 15 jesus says but who do you say that i am who do you disciples Mm -hmm. say that i am so there's this thing about a right confession around who jesus is who do others say that i am and they get it wrong Mm -hmm. and then he says who do you say that i am and peter speaks for the apostles and he or the disciples and he says simon peter answered you are the messiah the son of the living god Mm -hmm. and so Jesus in verse 17 says, blessed are you, Simon, Bar- or Simon son of Jonah, or Simon Bar-Jonah, depending on the translation, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. So he just calls him Simon, mm-hmm. son of Jonah, or Simon Bar-Jonah. Mm-hmm. And so he's using, it's, it's not uncommon, for there to be multiple names with folks, whether it's a Greek name and then you also have a uh, um, Hebrew name, which is kind of the case with Saul and Paul. Um, Or maybe you just get a new name um, after conversion or after an event, like Abram to Abraham. Um, And so, like, you see multiple names being used, and and that's not terribly uncommon. But he's just called Simon, son of Jonah, Simon bar Jonah. And then Jesus says, blessed are you, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. So he says, you are Simon, and your son of Jonah, your father is Jonah. He says, but flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Yeah. Your father didn't reveal this to you. My father revealed this to you. And then he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, so why did he... He just called him Simon Bar-Jonah, Simon mm-hmm. son, son of Jonah, and now he's calling him Peter. And so, there's intentionality behind it. So, yes. there's, we got to give Roman Catholics some credibility. Like, there, there's, a really, like there's a real argument there mm-hmm. for Peter being the Pope, But we would say that because Jesus calls him Peter and then says he's going to build his church on the rock after Peter makes that right confession, because the whole passage is about a right confession. Mm, Yeah. We see Jesus starting it with who do people say that I am? And then right in the middle, Peter says, you are um, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then ends in verse 20, where Jesus says, then he gave the disciples orders to tell no one. That he was the Messiah starts off by asking, "What's my true identity?" And then G- Peter says what the true identity is, and then it closes with him saying, "Don't tell other people what my true identity is." Now he doesn't say that he's going to build his church on the rock until after there's a right confession. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking a lot. No, that's good. Get your uh, get your point. Well, so. I
1: I think I don't have any specific points other than just uh, as we read through Scripture, it's apparent that. Christ is uh, building His church. He's redeeming His people. Um, this is as as Romans nine clearly. Says, this these are the this is the new nation, right? His chosen people. Um, and He has put, and we've seen the Gospels, or sorry, in the epistles and the Pauline letters, He's put elders in charge of these things. So if you take this passage and say, "Hey, look, we have the Pope here." And then you read through the rest of scripture the church going out all through acts elders being established qualifications for eldership you don't see any anything else referring to this as uh uh a, a, what's the word uh, the plural for the the, the papacy right oh, yeah. pointing to the papacy yeah. I mean, and, it, and another thing i would say is even through in the old covenant the prophecy is that david's line right there's a redeemer coming from David's line and and that's it like Saul wasn't the redeemer all of the kings through all their generations were not th- but through that line the lord brought Jesus yeah. as the redeemer and and then that's it like there's not a yeah. Jesus and then we have the, the pope we mm-hmm. have you know this other kind of next level person that is really the dispenser of grace on earth. Yep, yep. It is through Christ.
0: Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Life Journal. Life Journal is a 90-day planner and journal to help you organize your day, accomplish your goals, and grow in your faith. And the thing that I love about Life Journal is that, as you guys know, I also work full-time outside of the church. So this journal is put together really well, very sturdy, and it looks really sharp. So I can walk into any business meeting with this journal and feel good about opening up and taking notes. And then in addition, to that, it also is able to gear your day toward keeping the gospel at the forefront of your mind. It's got a section each day, what I'm thankful for, uh, what scripture did I read, what did I learn here, what was new, how will I use this today, and then it has a gospel connection. How did this reveal the gospel or point myself or others to Christ. So it's not only a productivity journal, it's got your top three, it's got a spot for notes, it's got a spot to track your five foundations and daily goals, but it also brings it all back to the most important thing, the gospel. So we heartily endorse the gospel-focused life journal, and if you want to learn more, go over to gospelfocused.com. Again, that's gospelfocused.com. That's good. Now, there were three problems that I, I pointed out in this sermon, and so I am I will list these. List them out, And then um, after each one, you can jump in if you want to. So the first problem um, that we pointed out to why um, we would disagree that Peter is the first pope, and it's not just that we're arguing that Peter isn't the first pope, we're arguing against the whole office of the papacy, mm-hmm. um, as you pointed out. So Matthew 18, 1, so just a little bit after this, Um, we see the disciples saying, or we see it written here, at at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, so who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So literally, Mm -hmm. if right before, just a couple chapters previous, Jesus said, you are Peter, Mm -hmm. and on this rock I'll build my church, if he was establishing Peter as the supreme or chief leader in his church, Mm -hmm. then it would seem strange that just right after that, Mm Chapter 18, the disciples are saying, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So after you, yeah. Jesus, we recognize right. you, you're the Messiah, you're, you're the, the main guy. You're God, but as far as the humans go. Yeah, but, but which of us is, is the greatest? Right. And you've seen them say, ask before, like, who's going to sit at your right hand? Right. Yeah. And if, if it was that clear that Peter was to be the, the supreme leader, mm-hmm. the chief guy right after Christ, then those kind of arguments you wouldn't think would take place.
1: Right, yeah. And well and <clears throat> excuse me, as we also I think work through um just the idea of church discipline. So he talked about the the keys in that sixteen yeah. chapter sixteen passage. We look at church discipline and how that's supposed to happen. If Peter was the supreme person, if if he had the key he alone had the keys, maybe mm. this is your I'm getting yeah. ahead. But, no no no. But then there wouldn't be the the structure, the format for church discipline of go get a brother or a sister, get another brother and take it to the congregation. Yeah. Just go find Peter. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like he's got the keys. So, yeah. you know. Go right? find Pete. Go find Pete and get it figured out.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. That is a good point. So the second the second problem that I had on here was that there's also just no mention of Peter's chief status elsewhere in Scripture. Right. Um well, we actually, it, he's rebuked. <laughs> that's it. That's where I was going. So we just looked at just a, like a couple chapters later, 18.1, mm-hmm. um, who's the greatest. Let's look at just a few verses later mm-hmm. in verse 23. So uh, Matthew 16, verse 23, after Jesus said um, that um, he needed to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed and be raised the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Oh, no, Lord this will never happen to you. In verse 23, Jesus turned and told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me because you're not thinking about God's concerns, but human concerns. If Peter was the chief leader, if Peter was the first pope, it would seem strange that Jesus would call him Satan right after instituting him as the chief leader in his church. It would seem like, he just made Satan the chief leader of his church. Now we yeah. recognize that Peter wasn't, or Jesus didn't, like mistake Peter for Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's making the point that hey, like Satan is contrary to the will of the Father, and what I'm trying to do here. And Peter, you saying those things would be reflective of Satan. So we recognize that it's not like a Peter's not actually Satan. However. Mm-hmm. It would seem strange that if Peter was the first pope, that just a few verses later, that would be immediately undermined by right. Jesus himself calling him Satan.
1: Lost all credibility there. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find the passage um, in Acts where I think it's in Acts where where Paul rebukes Peter as well hmm. about yeah. uh, over the issue of
0: um, eating with Jews, eating with Jews, yeah, yeah. or eating with Gentiles. Is that Jews Acts fifteen.
1: Eating with Gentiles. The council. Jerusalem Council is chapter 15, yeah.
0: That um, right before that. Maybe and
1: not. anyway, just, I'm not finding the text, but that okay. like that's what happens, right? So so Peter is at fault, and Paul rebukes him, and Peter can, you know. So again, like another illustra- an example, not an illustration, a clear example of Peter being in the wrong, which Peter's human. Peter's going to be wrong. Yeah. Paul is going to be wrong at times, right? Scripture isn't wrong, to be clear. Yeah. Um. But again, I would say clear evidence that Peter is not um, second in line after Jesus Christ in holiness.
0: Speaking ex cathedra. Yes. Yeah, that's good. I'm trying to find that passage. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's my thought. What's your third one? Okay,
0: third third point um, is Ephesians two nineteen through twenty one, where we see that the church is built on Peter. No, just kidding. It's wait, built wait. on the apostles and the prophets. So not Peter and the prophets, but the apostles and the prophets. We see um, members, of God's, members of the household of God built on the foundations, this is verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. So there are 12 apostles. Um, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And so Paul writing this, he says that mm-hmm. the church those who are members of God's household are yeah. built on the apostles mm-hmm. and the prophets. If Peter was the the rock in which the church was built on, then he, it would seem that he would say, you are members of God's household built on Peter mm-hmm. and the prophets, the prophets pointing to Christ, Peter being the representative lead, head of the church. It seemed like it'd make more sense if Paul would have said Peter and the prophets. However, he doesn't. He says, the apostles and the prophets. So when Peter says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, he is speaking on behalf of the apostles. Yeah. It's the first time that the apostles rightly identify who Jesus is. And mm-hmm. Jesus was asking the whole group, who do people say that I am? So Peter speaks on behalf of them. And then Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. Yeah. There is certainly wordplay there. Yes. Protestants sometimes can go over the top and say, oh, like the, the rock, rock thing. That, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. There's some importance to that, yeah. it's to signify Peter does have a leadership role. Mm-hmm. However, Jesus says he's going to build his church on that rock, that word play there, after Peter makes the right confession. and we later see that all the apostles are uh, listed as those who are the foundation mm-hmm. of the church. And then further. Um. Actually, this is another point that I can throw out there. Do you have something else that you nope, wanna throw it out there? Okay. So later, in what is it? First Peter. Gotta find this. Oh no. Oh no. Not finding it.
1: Pull from your your memory bank, Rob. You have good memory.
0: Uh, I really don't. Maybe it's First Peter two five. What Check is it? Out. Check First Peter two five. I'm working on it. What here. does that say? Pull that up in your studio. 1
1: Peter 2. Yep. Verse
0: 5. Great radio. Yeah, really.
1: You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus.
0: Okay, so Peter is writing this book, Mm -hmm. and he's writing to the dispersed church, mm-hmm. and he is saying that all those... Oh,
1: that's exciting. Is that Peter? Yo.
0: No, it's Danielle trying to FaceTime me. Um, means Finley is probably giving her a really hard time. Mm. So anyways, um, Peter is saying that you, church, you are living stones. Mm-hmm. You yourselves are stones being built into the household. You yourselves are rocks. And Martin Luther says that all who agree with the confession of Peter... Mm-hmm that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, all those who agree with the confession of Peter are Peter's themselves setting a sure foundation. And so anyone who agrees with Peter's confession, they too are rocks being built into the household of God, which is has the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and then further down has Christ as the cornerstone.
1: There you go. What more do you need to hear? That the the argument that people often Catholics, from my experience, is they quickly want to go to outside texts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, well, you know, Jewish tradition, or in the Church Council, or it's like, well, hold on a second. I I'm not devaluing those things, but something has to be our primal authority. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it,
1: what did I say? Our primary. Primary. I knew what you our meant. Primal. Our primal instincts. <laughs> our primal, our primary authority, and it has to be uh, the scriptures. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, this you, you mentioned that part about what Luther saying about that confession that Peter gave that those mm-hmm. who believe that embrace that are
0: yeah. in a sense Peter's themselves.
1: Uh, yes, and uh, we just finished First John Sunday. I preached through Second John, and that's just a, such a similar, like the same thing. Like you have to believe Jesus Christ. It's from god came in the flesh like you, can't, you just can't there's no way around it yeah like it again and again and again um and you know we know the early church was dealing with a lot of false teaching about the deity of jesus mm-hmm. um we don't feel that as much today but we do still deal with a lot of false teaching about what jesus taught about yeah you know, what you know did jesus really say that did god really say that mm-hmm. did, do i really have to live that way do i really have to believe that and we'd say no yeah you, you do yeah, because there is there is a difference between truth and lies and untruth, uh, yeah. dark and light. So that's good stuff, Rob. Yep. I, I wish I could have been there to to hear um, the other guy preach through it. Show sure it probably would have been a good sermon. Yeah, um, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure that the other guy would have done a much better job than I did. Well,
1: I, I didn't want to say it quite directly, but <laughs> no, you did. It was good. That's um, a, that's a hard text in some ways. Uh, to to work through then to apply
0: yeah well like i went through those three points in like probably three minutes
1: in your sermon yeah
0: Yeah. because we had other stuff that we needed to cover yeah and so i was like oh this would be a fun topic to discuss and we could literally unpack this and you could find guys who could just go way deeper than what we just did we just did 25 minutes or so on this like there are guys who could spend hours talking
1: about this people spend their life like it's like um like there's just massive, like, lakes or pools that yeah. people can jump into. And we had, like, the six-inch, three-foot kiddie pool. We just kind of put our feet in. Yeah, right. We're not even... That's we're just it. scratching the surface on this stuff. That's it. But so, hopefully, it does stir your affections for the love of the church. Yeah. Um, And that it, it is... Christ is building his church yeah. through the saints that he has redeemed. He is sanctifying. um, And one day, that... That process will be complete. It will be the, yeah. the perfect bride, uh, and we will feast together.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's the real takeaway from this, mm-hmm. is that you are an integral member of the church if you are confessing the same confession that Peter has confessed. And if that is the case, and you are a member of the household, and you are there to help build up the church and to build up others around you. So mm. continue okay. to proclaim that confession. And be encouraged by it. But if you want to uh, suggest any other topics, mm-hmm. feel free to send them in. You can head over to simpletheology.org You can hit us up on social media at facebook.com dot com slash simpletheology or on Instagram at simpletheologypod. Rick is um, miming me. <laughs> you got that nicely done. Um, you can email us at info at simpletheology dot org. You can shoot us a call. At 614-233-1098. And I still need to fix that that. thing.
1: (laughs) So don't call, apparently.
0: (laughs) No, no, scratch that. Don't call. (laughs) Um, If you want to support the pod in any way, then you can head over to our website. And in the bottom, you'll see like a a buy me a coffee little logo. So you could buy us a coffee so we we can have something better than Folgers. (laughs) Um, Dan and Sarah Smith just recently. Thank you guys so much. That was super sweet of you. Thank you, Smith. You guys are the the bomb. Salt of the earth people. So sweet. Thank you They're actually some of the smartest people I know as well just so you know yeah i was gonna say why'd you say actually as if i was saying something otherwise
1: well when rob texted me he said <laughs> he said do you know a daniel smith i said nah, probably not? probably not you're don't. like
0: who's daniel <laughs> smith i was like really <laughs> oh really thanks dan sarah yeah. you guys are the best yeah so thanks y'all or you could just hit the support button the upper. Or- right or whatever that is i don't know our website it's on there you can find it
1: (laughs) anyways we have other people who take care of that such a big corporation exactly you
0: know yeah something like that team
1: on that all right we love (laughs) y'all peace out